Well, hello and welcome to the Bunker to the Wheelhouse. We have a very special episode for you today. We are so lucky to have the Vines in town. We've got Bree and Jay, of course, eSport um, aficionados. Jay's the world champion uh, and Bree is, I tell you what, one in a million in the eSports world. And of course, Jay, you've had a bit of success this year, just a little bit. Uh, on the Grand Tour. It's so good to have you here, guys. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having us out. It's yeah. uh, coincidental that we're uh, both in the same state. I know. <laughs> How good is that? I mean, it worked out well. You realise we're located, the bunkers in Queensland. You're a Queenslander, Jay. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> as much as, as much as ACT would like to claim me. Uh, Lies, you I are s- ACT. I started riding in the ACT, but yes, I'm... But you started your life in Queensland. Majority of my life in Queensland, yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's been a massive year for you guys. From eSports Worlds at the beginning, uh, Jay, of course, you took the rainbow jersey and Brie, just outside the top 10. Yeah. But without a drop chain, you would have been a lot closer to the top five. Yeah. Um, So that was a little bit of a bummer. Um, Jay, you've gone on to win some Grand Tour stages, plural. Um, it's a lot to, yeah, just casually. It's a lot of, it's a big year. It's a lot to unwind from. How's the off season going? Um, yeah, it's been, it was a short off season. I'm sort of still, I'm back. I was back uh, training and riding on the 1st of November. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a good off season. I completely just hands off the tools for a, a decent bit of October. Well, uh, it's funny that you say that though, because tools, bikes, hands off that. Um, but you had your hands on some other tools, um, <laughs> and you dobbed yourself in. We saw a photo of you on a mower, yes, um, making sure the lawn looked beautifully groomed. Uh, there was some concreting going yep. on. Yeah, um, is this just your way of relaxing? Uh, yeah, it's like it's very interesting trying to explain to people that like. Coming from like smaller towns mm. and sort of acreage back in Australia with my family, like I, I, at a small age, I was you know building wooden retainer walls, making monkey bars and stuff out of like wood and being you know, a good brother. Yeah, um, yeah, building bird cages, like welding, all that sort of stuff. Sort of, I missed it when I went to Europe. Like going from an acre to a 30-square-metre apartment. Mm. <laughs> it's a pretty big jump. Yeah, a bit of a difference. And, I mean, I know that in our household, uh, gardening is very relaxing. So mm. is that something that you guys come back and really enjoy doing, like yeah. tending to the home? Yeah, g- gardening, not so much. I, we, <laughs> yeah, the, the actual getting things to grow, not, not so much. Yeah, but, we're uh, not very good at that, are we? But, yeah, like making things, you know, like I, I, li- I like – it sounds weird, but I like the aspect of I can go out and just dig a hole. No one's going to care, except for maybe my little sister who might try to jump into it. But, um, yes. Uh, right, we'll have to get like yeah. a shovel or a spade or something in your honour um, in, in the wheelhouse bunker. Um, it also would have given you some time to reflect on the incredible year that's been. So many big moments. I mean, Bree, I, I want to start with you. What mm. are you most proud of um, oh. from this year? Because there's a lot to choose from. There's so much to choose from. Um my default would instantly be his first stage win. That was just so emotional. It was everything and I just it was bound to happen at some stage, but honestly it's the amount of work he's put in that no one's seen and just being so dedicated all the time. Like he it'll be 
pouring down with rain, absolutely horrible weather, I'll just jump on Zwift because it's easier. And I'll be like, I'm not pro, you go. And <laughs> that, That's a nice little catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, he'll just keep working, keep jumping on and pedaling. Like, it's just all these micro moments that he's worked towards. Then having that stage win was just, oh, my goodness, I love it. I've watched so many replays of that moment as well. I'm 100% always going to be fangirling, I think. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you use the phrase, you know, so much that people don't see because mm. literally when you cross the line, Jay, yeah. people couldn't see it yes, yes. <laughs> because there was so much fog. But what were you thinking um, in that moment? Because we've actually got a photo up here um, in the studio and the look on your face is just pure joy. It's honestly like the kind of look that the kids get um, at Christmas time where it's just unbridled elation. I mean... Mm. What, what was going through your mind? At that exact moment, it was like, I can't believe this is happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'd, I'd, I'd come second so, so often during the year. And, you know, I was saying to Brie before that I think I definitely needed to come second mm-hmm. to, to learn my lessons in the smaller races and also learn how to learn to make those mistakes earlier on so that I didn't make the mistake in the big uh, in the big show at the end of the year. And it was just, it, it's finally happened. You know, I was close last year with third and to, to, to the way the day started, getting a puncher uh, two kilometres into the race and missing the break, the early break. Having to, a good sulk. <laughs> oh, it was, it, the, the wave of their emotions throughout the day were just uh, like, incre- like I, in inaudible, like I, I can't explain them. Well, but... what does a sulk in the middle of a Grand Tour stage look like? Uh, it, it's <laughs> it's it involves not talking to anyone uh, and basically just eating your food and wishing the kilometres away. Uh, but the whole mm-hmm. day, the sports directors were in my ear telling me, "Jay, you can still do this from the from the from the GC group," and you know I'm at this mm-hmm. point not not amused and then it starts raining as well it's you're like, just oh, like the world's against me oh, no just one likes let me, me finish this damn day and get get <laughs> on with the bad. next one isn't it just so glamorous like people talk about being a pro athlete like mm. you know you're driving around in maseratis and sitting in hot tubs and it's just fantastic but these are the moments that actually define the career yep. so then two days later you just thought you'd give it another go victorious again on stage eight was it as glorious in that moment I think it, it was it was it was funny because stage eight was supposed was the plan for stage six, like yeah. stage stage eight was almost routine. Like the way the day went, the stage eight was perfect. So mm-hmm. whereas stage six was just disaster after disaster and not not feeling great all day until the final thirty kilometers of the race, mm-hmm. stage eight was everything went right the way I wanted, and it ended up just being the perfect day and you know taking the points the whole way through and getting the special jersey so I could ride the time trial and stand out was yeah pretty special yeah I I do want to talk about time trials a little bit later because I feel like you might be on a bit of a mission um, with time trials but isn't it interesting that both days you took away a grand to a stage win but both experiences were so different Mm. that's got to give you a little bit more confidence and faith when you get on the start line and you feel crap to know that everything doesn't have to be perfect for you to still win. 
Yeah, absolutely. It obviously it helps to be have everything <laughs> yeah, going, going your way yes. and, uh, and be perfect. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good learning experience as well as you know to finally get that success to have that you know I think inner confidence as well. Like I knew I knew the numbers were there and able to achieve me a uh, a stage win, but to finally put it all down on paper and have that race result, even though I don't have a photo from the first one, um, uh, which, is, which is really disappointing because, like, I'd, 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 I'd had, I had in my head what 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 my stage uh, photo was going to be, and never got it captured. But um, I saw the back shot, and he basically made like a little love heart. Oh, as that's well. nice. It was, really it was a love heart, and then a point to the camera. But yeah. I could see the camera, but apparently the camera couldn't see me. And so. what, what was the love heart for? Oh, for my wife. Oh, yes, oh, it's cute. Thought, I just wanted to hear you say that. <laughs> I, is Brie your kind of not so secret weapon, Jay? Because your partnership has already in a few years become this kind of power couple in the sport. Yeah, I think it's 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 amusing how often we look purely on the athlete and don't look mm-hmm. at, look at the support structure behind it. Like you, you often hear like a lot of coaches get you know the comments about how how well the coach and the the aspect of the coach got the rider or got the athlete to this level. But the the person that's probably there even more is the is the partner of the rider, you know, or or athlete. Like Bree is there twenty four hours a day, you know. Even when I'm sleeping, you know, she's there. And I, I moving overseas in twenty twenty one with COVID lockdown still sort of going on, not being a neo pro and not having really any sort of connections to pro-life, you know, coming from uh, NRS and being slightly of a elderly age of 25. Um, Stop it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> having, having, having my wife there was, you know, my best friend was, I don't know if I would have been able to be able to come out as quickly and as um, strongly as I did. So, mm. like... I mean, look at all the all the the top top riders. They all have really stro- solid family structures, and it's it's where the where the gains start. I think. Mm. Yeah, it, there's so much talk about how physically demanding the sport is, but emotionally, it's a heck of a uh, ride as well. Especially mm. the longer that you're in it, uh, Brie. What does it look like for your lifestyle? Because we know Jay spends a lot of time on the road. Yeah. What are the days like when Jay's there for you? And then what are the days like when he's gone? Oh, uh, it's a bit of a tough one. Like um, my whole purpose is just supporting Jay in everything. And like we've talked about it multiple times where we're going, all these young cyclists, they don't have the support of having like someone to, you go out, you go do your training and then you come home and you have to either go shopping to go get your grocery food or you have to do your washing and you have to save that bit of energy. Um, Jay doesn't have to do that. Is purely cleaning his bike, massaging him, cooking, cleaning, dealing with one of the multiple things that could go wrong in Europe. We've had them all go wrong. Well, <laughs> um, even simple, not so simple things like I was on the way to a training camp and mm. we walk out to the car that's parked in the car park uh, in Girona. This was last year. And the car was parked here uh, three days ago. Where's the car gone? Oh, so no. I then have to jump on a train and I'm off. 
in a Br- furious mood. Bree, Br- Br- there's a theme emerging here. Bree's job now is to walk around Central Girona mm. to the various different police stations to then try and translate into Catalan. Where, where is can't. my vehicle? <laughs> um, and my job is just to to get to the training camp. Yep. Mm. Who who like who does that? Mm. And it, by the way, there's a storage fee for your for your car. So if I'm at a training camp for two weeks and I can't get it out of the like that adds up. Yep. So you know who who does these for the yeah. So yeah. that and that's just an it, out of the blue one. Well, yeah. I mean it's a pretty practical one, but it, it does raise the question like. I think that people do imagine that as pro athletes, all you have to do is ride your bike. But if you don't have a Brie, yeah. actually, you've got a lot more to do. Like, I genuinely don't know how all these young riders do it. Like, if they go over without any support, no clue, they've been living at home by themselves, unless they've got a really solid head on them, I don't know how they're going to make this work. Like, yeah, money does yeah. solve a lot of that. Yeah, money does yeah. solve a like, lot of issues. if you're on a decent salary... Money can solve a lot of problems, yeah. but it's still mentally doesn't give you a cuddle at night though. No, when no. the emotions are tough, I mean, yeah. we talked about the highs of winning the stages of Welter. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, stage eighteen had other plans for you. A little bit rough. You came down exceptionally hard. There was a whole lot of blood. I can tell mm-hmm. you on the television, it was a um, incredibly unpleasant experience for viewers. Mm. What was it like, Brie, for you watching mm. from home? Were you getting any information? Did you know what was going on? Yeah, look, I, whilst Joe's at races, I have basically, whilst he's racing, I'm on the phone or computer watching what's happening, getting race updates, try and check all of socials to get updates. So I knew pretty quickly that he had gone down and that there was a pretty serious crash. And I went, okay, pretty big group. It sounds like a lot of riders were there. Jade's most likely gone down and... I have the rule of if he's moving, good. Uh, if he's screaming in pain, good. If he's not moving, then that's when I need to call the mum and go, <laughs> we need to go overseas right now. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but, yeah, I saw the notifications on Twitter. Uh, Jay's mum was messaging me going, Jay's gone down, Jay. And um, it was instantly just try and get as much information as possible. I had someone... Like, I don't think people recognise that I do check Instagram for updates and I had someone mm. say, Jay's gone down and he hasn't gone up and he's not conscious. And I've I've had it twice now of people have messaged me going, he's dead, he's he's killed himself. And so I don't understand if that's a, a mistranslation. Like, I don't are they just know. Mistranslating from some other language, but... I'm going to assume it is. Surely, just, but it's unnecessary surely, regardless, Yeah, yeah he's right? dead, like... Oh, like it, it, it's for Jesus. instant. Like I'm so sorry, Bree. Like my condolences, and you're like, excuse me. What? It's so tough, isn't it? I, I think that <clears throat> I remember that Bradley McGee's mother <clears throat> used to turn her back um, at the velodrome. She'd be there, but she couldn't even watch because yep. she'd seen so many bad accidents yeah. where he hadn't moved quickly enough, and her nerves were just fried. So, yeah. like, there's a lot com- that can be said about your experience through that. Mm. What? were you thinking? What's the first thing you can remember thinking when you stopped uh, flipping around and could see all that blood? Uh, it was, wow, that was a good run. Oh. <laughs> hadn't, hadn't, hadn't hit the ground um, since Norway. So I'd gone what, 30 days or something without uh, 
without touching the, the asphalt. Is a pretty good trot in in cycling sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. So it was, that was that was pretty good. But the, the the next thought was, all right, where's the bike? Um, that's when I realised well, my foot was through some spokes, so I had to try and sort that out. And then leaning back on my my left hand, I just couldn't put any weight through it. Mm. And that's when yeah, I was like, oh, okay, my gloves wet. And it's red wet, so that's yeah, that's not a good sign. And then I, once I put my hand on it, I couldn't uh, couldn't take my hand off my wrist. So it was yeah. The the director said as soon as he saw me, he was like, okay, mm. he's not he's not he's not getting up from this. Uh, it's just disappointing because you know breed uh, maybe we were premature, <laughs> but we'd all, we'd we'd booked accommodation for breed to come to Madrid. Uh, so she was, you know, in preparation of, you know, working out her routes to get down there, you know, all the all these little things and all had to get cancelled. So. It's actually funny because um, you said, like, you were talking about how exciting it is and, like, obviously when we're talking and having our pre-race briefs, right, we go, all right, don't get too excited, like, this, this could all fall away. And Jay made the comment of, look, Brie, it could be a good thing if I lose the jersey. It will teach me how not to lose the jersey no, in the no, future. No, 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 no. And you it'll... should tell the full story. Oh. You like to put a positive spin on okay, everything. Okay, yes, I do. <laughs> like, I, 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 will, I, will, I will drop my coffee and you'll be like, but Jay, it's okay because you didn't drop it. On the carpet. It's okay. I'll <laughs> clean it up, honey. It's no big deal. Just relax. <laughs> yes, Brie, but that's not the point. I still dropped the coffee. So I was like... Take mine. Yeah, it's Brie. the yin and the yang yeah, of the, it. The, positive, right? the positives of me crashing out of the Volta and losing the jersey right now is I learned to live with it. Yes, I didn't expect to actually have to learn that lesson. You may but... have been sarcastic at the time and yes. building resilience. Life just went, nope. <laughs> oh, you think it'll be good, Jay, do you? Huh? <laughs> well, I mean, look, it's... It's just a roller coaster of emotions, right? Like yeah. from fear, oh my gosh, there's blood everywhere, to annoyance because now you've got all these plans that mm. are scuppered, um, to just athletic disappointment. Yep. Going on at the same time, unbeknownst to us, because uh, this is how the cycling world works, your mind was already jettisoning ahead um, to the UAE to change teams. Yes, yes. How, how exactly does that happen? Like. Are you at a tour and somebody comes and taps you on the shoulder and says, we've got big things planned for you? I mean, how did that even come about? If only. <laughs> if only. Uh, no, no one uh, no one approaches you, especially if you've got a contract at races. That's the mm. thing. Um, and the other, the, the other amusing thing is most people who did contact my, my agency staff didn't uh, – didn't – didn't respect the results until after they'd sort of already happened. And the numbers didn't get that much better, the watts per kilo and everything, post-Norway. Like, they got a little bit better, but it wasn't substantial. And, you know, a bunch of the teams were at Norway, beat a bunch of the teams and their riders, but didn't didn't really pay attention until, until after the vault stages, by which stage it was all well and truly wrapped up. So mm. it's um yeah, it's it's quite amusing how undervalued like uh, we're a numbers based sport, but how undervalued numbers are if they're not done in the correct context. Mm. Like if you were to do Tour de France winning numbers at national champs in Australia and Bunny Yong, you might not get a contract out of it. Because 
Who'd you beat? Mm. Mm. This is interesting. You're so analytical the way you approach it. I think that actually puts you in a different category to the vast majority of the athletes well, out there. In 2021, I didn't bother going down to nationals mm. uh, when Cameron Meyer, I think, won his second uh, second champs because it's like, well, what's the point? There's 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 no recognition. There's no my my career with a one year contract as a neo pro begins in Europe. Alperson aren't going to re-sign me if I come third at, at national champs in, in Bunyong. I need to do well in Europe to show them that I, I deserve I deserve an extension. So I, I completely skipped the national champs. It's, it's really difficult for riders in Australia mm. with the NRS road series because, I mean, Powatina, the NRS is down in Tasmania as we speak. I'm pretty sure they're doing Powatina again. It's been washed away. It's been washed away. Yeah, so ah. it's the biggest – it's 16-kilometre climb in yep. the Tour of Tassie. Yeah. It got washed away in the middle of October, so they're not going up that. Right. Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, okay. Last time they did Tour of Tasmania, they did Powatina. Richie Port knows that climb very well. If you do six and a half watts per kilo up there, no one will care. That is how silly this sport is. You know, we've got a really good way of measuring – athlete's ability to to perform and unless it is in front of the right people at the right time with the right competition you know it's but it's also the emotional attachment to a specific race it might not be a big race yes. and it might just be a small one that the DS one time did it and it was a super hard race and you remember it from 20 years ago and then they'll go we'll sign you because you did well at this race so you must be strong where the numbers it's the easiest way to judge. Hearts over minds to a degree. Yeah. Which is why the Zwift Academy is so good in a mm. sense because pure watts per kilo, pure numbers is what they look at to select the finalists. Are you So you got your first pro contract, obviously, off the back of winning Zwift Academy in 2020. Mm. Did Zwift turn you into an analytical numbers person or is that why Zwift suited you because that was just something that worked really well for you and was really tangible plus a, a big opportunity? Well, coming from coming from the mountain bike, I you know, the competition in Australia, it, it literally goes from, you know, you'll be racing in, you know, a, a, the open category, which is a category of, you know, 50 people. And you know, finishing forty-five minutes behind the winner, to there's only like three guys that are racing that are possibly in contention for the win, and they're within you know ten or fifteen minutes with each other. So you spend a lot of time riding by yourself. Mm. And the only metrics I had were heart rate, speed, Strava segments. Mm. So I just naturally became a, a fan of you know pacing myself across four and a half hours and mm. you know that sort of thing, which didn't really lend me very well to road cycling when I started out because <laughs> I just went, what do you mean? Why are we all going so slow? Let's get on the front and start riding. And <laughs> It would have yeah. been a bit boring, I guess. Oh, I lost so many races. It's, you're a little <laughs> bit of a contradiction because on one hand, you're so analytical and it's just about hard numbers. It's a very black and white kind of approach. Mm. But the moment that you start talking about your wife, you go into this delightfully grey area of emotion, which is lovely. That's a compliment, by mm. the way. Do you think it helps that you have those two really distinct sides and when you can go to a race, you can be a bit more mechanical and black and white and then you can unpack it with Brie, 
but the two don't really have to cross. Does it help you make better decisions on the bike? I don't. I I don't know if it makes me help better decisions on my bike, but you know, we we got into cycling together, mm. so we both bought road bikes basically within a month apart of each other. We yep. both started mountain biking together um, because I wasn't any good at properly racing marathons we decided to you know do pairs and um there's a pairs marathon yeah pairs marathons yeah. pairs seven hours stuff like that just so we could you know stand on the podium and win a category yeah. <laughs> um, thanks Davey Sprocket <laughs> uh so yeah like and apart from that you know during training Bree's basically on my wheel for mm. I'm going to say 75% of the time I've been on a bike so you know it's you know we even tried an air hub uh, to so that you know when I'm not going flat out in an effort, Bree could ride beside me and we could actually talk. Um, it's really hard to do so. <laughs> like so, so like Bree knows that side of me. You know, we've you know my best training partner. So mm. being able to then take that into the you know the racing when Bree and I are talking about tactics and all that sort of stuff, we know she knows what I'll be thinking, how I'll be thinking and all that so it's yeah it's i think it's also the like pre-race and pre-race the um, pre-briefs and the debriefs as well like we're it's just hand in hand like you have the the numbers and we go off that and we're able to go this is the course this is what it looks like these have important parts but we do both where we go okay Fantastic. How did you go in the race? Was it good? What did you do wrong? What did you do well? How was your numbers? How did you feel? And then it's, could you change anything? Do you need work on anything? And then it's finishing up with something positive as well and going, okay, let's reflect on it and talk about it. it it's like a normal... Like Brie almost got to the point where she was talking to my coach for me. Mm. <laughs> it's a very structured, yeah. balanced, long-term approach. Like mm. it, it gives you the best chance of not overcooking yourself physically or emotionally along the way. You said that it almost sounded like you were describing like that teams are a bit backwards in how they're approaching talent management. And for you, it should more be more about numbers mm. uh, than it is about some performances or who you beat, et cetera. Was that something that really factored in with UAE? Like do they have a, a modern approach that matches the way you approach your training and your racing? Uh, for the for the the first part of my my build so far, I'm working with UAE uh, for January, obviously, and so far it's it's looking really really positive. Uh, mm. I've basically got almost to the gram protein measured out for me and sent to me, changed on a on a weekly basis depending on the training loads that mm. I'm doing. It's only been three weeks, so we'll see how long. Oh, wow. Are you <laughs> so, working with Kevin Poulton there, the uh, Australian? I'm not working with him directly, but I, I did meet him. Um, but it's, yeah, pretty – and, I mean, it has to be. If, you, if you're wanting to go for grand tours and 1% is count, count over the course of three weeks, you have to have everything absolutely dialed. Uh, the But in the same respect, you can't just be about the numbers – for every athlete, mm. like a Tim de Klerk is not going to shine pure numbers-wise or results-wise. So how do you find that sort of rider? Mm. You do need to go down to to basics and have a look at, you know, these these smaller dot one races in Belgium or France mm. or wherever to find those athletes because their watts per kilo aren't going to be very good. 
But I think everyone will agree, Tim, uh, he, he's been crucial for a lot of quick step victories over the last mm. 10 years. Mm. So, you know, there's there's got to be a medium with the type of rider you're looking for. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of riders of the calibre like yourself, that is all about numbers and watts and mountains pretty much <laughs> and time trials. Mountains, yeah. Uh, we've, we, we can't not talk about Pogacar. I mean, have yeah. you hung out with him? Yeah, you guys like doing Insta reels or TikToks or something? <laughs> No, I haven't. Uh, haven't done anything like that. I hope uh, nothing yet? comes out. Uh, <laughs> comes out from that. But um, yeah, no, I've, I've hung out with him. He's uh, yeah, pretty cool guy. It's pretty surreal, you know, watching, well, having a beer with uh, a Tour de France uh, winner, especially when you know he's three or four, four, four or five years younger than me. Um, but you know the way you know cycling works. The, the Palmares speaks for itself. So, mm. you know, I'm there wanting to learn as much as I can from from this guy who's, you know, only just been legal to drink in America, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I hadn't yeah. thought about that. Yeah. Very young. Well, but there's, there's a few things to it. Like, we were pretty nervous about having Jay go to UAE. Like, you don't know a team until you join, right? Like, we we didn't fully know what Alpson was going to be like. We joined and we went, okay, we're going to make it work. And there was some really, really good things about them. And there were some things that didn't line up with us. But joining UAE, you're always going to have good things and bad things. And getting off the phone after talking to Jay, after meeting the team and having these initial chats, we've just been so relieved like you sound so happy with these guys and they're all so experienced and willing to share and talk and give advice and all the right vibes so far it's been pretty special mm. every team's a bit different culture wise what yeah. was alperson like compared to your short experience so far with uae is there a big difference um in both how the riders interact and also what the team expects from you the Alperson was very small team. You know, they, they did come from a cyclocross team. So they were very small, uh, family orientated. So, and a lot of the riders speaking Dutch, they, you know, they, they were, you know, very, I think, integrated, but also super professional. Like mm. we were, you know, we, we'd known uh, Millier was off to quick step for, for months at this point. Uh, of the Volta, and everyone was still so motivated to get him that, get him a win um, at the race. And you know the the camaraderie on the bike, like we'd spent probably by that point five or six weeks together after altitude camp, um, and part of the Volta as itself. The team was really, really like well knitted together, um, really enjoyed that. It was the, I said in multiple interviews, but I stayed again. It was the funnest 18 days, oh, 17 and a half days <laughs> I'd, yeah. had, I'd had at, a, at, at, at the races in Europe to date. Um, it was, yeah, incredible. And you don't, you don't just get that because of the race results um, for myself. But, you know, trying new things and, you know, doing the lead outs, I was, yeah, everyone was super motivated. So it's, I mean, I haven't been in a race environment with UAE yet, but uh, uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see what, hap- what happens there. I've socially hung out with them and they're all really great guys. So Did Alperson know you were leaving at the Vuelta? You did, but did mm. they? Uh, well, that's the thing. There's, there seems to be uh, 
a bubble that I'm not a part of, um, that everyone and everyone knew that I was I was leaving. That I didn't even know that everyone knew that I was leaving. The rumor mills. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it yeah. Was but there's, there's three bubbles. There's the Twitter bubble. There's the actual writers in the Peloton bubble, and then there's the media bubble, and none of them seem to. Share, share, share <laughs> no. information with each yeah. other. Oh, look, I think Twitter's about to explode, so we can get yeah. rid of that bubble. Yeah. We can just mute that from town. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I mean, you've gone from essentially being like, you know, really well known on the NRS level domestically, especially with your step into Zwift, to really being in the eye of the media. And that's both mm. of you um, mm. have become very popular with fans, with media. Uh, there is, of course, a bit of a rough negative side to that. Mm. You are a self-confessed introvert, which I like. Um, Bree, I think we align on yes. a little bit of social <laughs> awkwardness. Very much. Um, how do you find living your life so publicly and uh, and how quickly that's changed? Uh, I One of the reasons why the off-season has been so good is because I've been able to sort of disconnect from mm. a lot of things, you know. Unplug. I've, you know, Bree's often gone, oh, Jay, you should, you know, do a post. So I'll draft this up. If, if I'm not, if I'm not doing, if I'm not <laughs> wanting to share something or if I don't feel like it's interesting, mm. I'm not going to just post, you know, a photo to just say, oh, it's, it's Monday, you know. Mm. So, you know, that's why I shared the stuff about my concreting or my, you know, I'm starting training again, you know, stuff like that. The concreting was interesting. Mm. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know what you're making, but it looked, <laughs> it looked almost <laughs> therapeutic. Yeah, I'm making a retainer wall. So, oh, there you yeah, go. lots of, uh, I think we've moved close to three metres worth of uh, concrete three times because it goes from the trailer to the mixer to the wheelbarrow to the wall. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it's from Bree's side. I don't know how you've found it, but mm. I I hate it. <laughs> to be honest, it's it's really hard. Um, like we knew trying to go professional would put us in the spotlight, and obviously Jay would have to work on media relations. And he actually got a lot of help from his old team, Nero. They Chris and Luke did amazing talking to Jay of how. Um, talk on the camera and to deal with being an introvert but try and be uh, vocal. Um, I think the hardest part is we can never explain all the logic behind what we're doing. Like there will always be someone who just does not get it and they'll be like, nah, you're wrong, that's unhealthy, you're not smart, you're doing the wrong things, <laughs> why is your power not on your Strava, Jay? How dare you? And why don't you just take the Kutha KOM back, Jay? Like, oh, after well, only on. riding sorry, for two sorry. weeks. That's a legitimate question, Jay. I've why only been riding for two weeks. don't you take the Mount Kutha KOM back? I've only been riding for two weeks. It's oh, like, he's right, had okay. to enjoy his off-season. <laughs> it's not, not it is, there, yeah. there are a lot of kind of judgments, aren't there? People yeah. thinking that they know what could be a little bit better for yeah. you. And um, it, it's, I think we can only look at it as people invested because we've been so open and we knew that would be a thing. We've been so vocal and so banging the drum to get Jay overseas. So we did the the Vine show and everything back in the e-racing. Dubbed by uh, Mackinnon. <laughs> thanks. Um, so we did all that to be the squeaky wheel to get noticed so we could try and prog uh, propel ourselves in. And it did work. Like there has been lots of benefits from doing that and we've been able to get lots of support. But 
there is always going to be that negative side. And like, for example, Jay taking time off the bike, people were like, why? Why would you be doing that? Are you oh, going to be ready for nationals? Mm. You can't nationals. do that. And it's, it's, they're obviously concerned and wanting you to do well, but I don't think people understand just the whole factor. Like it's a Swiss cheese effect. You need to factor in things. And like the Kutha KOM, Jay's had multiple times off a week. It's going to become a joke. Oh, man. It is. It is. It is <laughs> it's it a is joke amazing. at home. <laughs> um, but it's, it's all well and good. Like people are going, go, 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 do it. But it's like, well, am I going to cook myself trying to do this Kutha KOM? Yeah, it's, it's not cooking themselves is not even a question. Well, you can't I, I will do it not right get now. it. Yeah. Right now, you Guarantee. Cook, I can't even get my time again. I mean, you make a moment. living out of cooking yourself. So yeah. it's when you're looking at, you know, racing with UAE and we have a big thing, I, like it's kind of world cycling, but it's certainly a fascination amongst Australian fans and media mm. um, is that they tell you that your priority should be the Tour de France. So they do it all the time when riders like Cameron Meyer copped it a lot when he sort of didn't even really want to be a road Grand Tour rider, but they were like, mm-hmm. but you should want to. Why is something more important than that? Yes. Um, so what is it for you? Is it the Tour de France or is there something that you would just really love to um, kind of get your hands around and achieve? For me, the Tour de France, does, like obviously it's the biggest race in the world. Let's Put that put that aside. Right now, I don't think there's any point in me going to the Tour de France. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we have, you know, at UAE, we have, I think, a really good squad. Pogacar, you know, he's all right. <laughs> yeah, um, he goes all right. <laughs> he goes all right. You know. <laughs> he can put some watts out. No big deal. <laughs> I think we have a really good squad to to do well at that race. But aside from the Tour de France, there's, you know. 25 other world tour events throughout the year and for me i i love to do well in my my home country of australia you know with the nationals the down under the cadells you know i remember like and it is in the race which i'm so happy about the corkscrew watching cadell evans Mm. go up the corkscrew to win that stage into campbelltown i think it is Mm. that is really looking forward to that stage um but besides that i've I went to Italy for the first time this year, and I, I'm I would love to the Giro. You know, the the amazing climbs through the Alps. Mm. I've I'm don't think I'm I think I'm yet to do a proper mountain day, like where you go over a famous peak, mm. and then you go over another famous peak, and then you finish on a famous peak. Like mm. that doesn't happen. Well, I haven't done that in the two vaulters that I've done yet. So you know, to be able to do do a Stelvio or ride through Rome or something crazy like that mm. you know the 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 cycling fan in a cycling fan of myself you know watching you know Nibali and all those guys in the Giro is you know into Moulin like the guy you know, the guy the guy won the pink jersey and finished second in the tour and the Giro in the same year those sort of riders I really do identify mm. with and I'd, I'd like to you know, have an ounce of uh, talent like that and results like that. Oh, I think you've got the talent. You've got to give yourself <laughs> to have the time. Although um, Dumoulin's got about, what, 15 kilos on you. So yeah, um, so the, the power numbers might look a little bit different. Well, when I, when I was watching him on TV, I probably equaled him. You were, but... you were probably equal, yeah, at that time. <laughs> oh, yeah, Maybe you, not the watts per kilo. You but, um, yes. chunked on a few kilos in the offy, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. Was Perfect. it something like eight kilos? Is eight that what kilo, I heard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, that I is can, solid. I can eat a lot of brownie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you get rid of the brownie, though? 
Uh, you just get back on with it? You just, yeah, don't Calorie eat the brownie. Count. Yeah, you just don't eat the brownie. Yes. I think yeah. that there's our nutritional advice. <laughs> yes. Don't eat the brownie, guys. Don't <laughs> eat the brownie. Um, and I've I've just been told by um, Merksy. That's what we call um, the producer director here. Merksy. It's a good yeah. name, right? Yeah, I like um, it. That you're only two seconds off the Mount Cutha KOM. So I understand you haven't been training for it this year, but next year we'll be uh, getting in touch to see if we can. Do Put that, that. <laughs> and um, and I believe that Merksy did it sub ten minutes. So, you know, you've got some stiff I think, competition I think you might around have me on here. That. I haven't been out to Kutha uh, <laughs> since I started training yet. So it yeah. is well. Look, it's not quite the Poggio or Stelvio or something like that. And those big climbs, they are iconic, aren't they? Mm. When you grew up, and this is definitely a question for both of you: who was like the rider that you wanted to emulate? Dude, we got to cycling so late. Like we're talking. What when twenty fourteen? We yeah. watched we watched the twenty fourteen Tour de France. I got my Tour de France guidebook. Yeah, and had Mark Cavendish on the front, and I was like, "That guy, he's my he's he he's the Mark rider." Cavendish. And Mark then has. he yeah. crashed day one of uh, the the tour, and I was like, I, "I thought I was I knew everything." I was like, "This guy's going to win the stage, and he's going to get uh, no." Um, you were heartbroken. I was you heartbroken. Didn't but he's Absolutely I mean, yeah. there's been plenty of moments for you to celebrate his victories since then. Absolutely. Oh, yes. well, it was. A, it, Crazy experience. He was in the first uh, first race I raced in Europe. Oh, he was in mm. Tour of Turkey. First first race. What was that like? So nervous. You loved it. Well, he yeah. He spoke to me. Um, I spoke to well. I spoke to him um, after working up the eight, da- eight days yeah. of uh, trying to work up the courage to say hello. We had um, multiple phone calls, being like Jay. You should just ask him. Just, Go talk just to him. He's, so he's a nice you, guy. What did you say after eight days? Well, I just, you know, oh, congrats. It's great to see you back at your winning ways. And, um, yeah, it's it's awesome to, to be a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> awesome to be in the same race as you. And, um, no, he was Fangirl, really, introvert. Really, yeah, <laughs> really, really cool. Um, and, you know, for, for, for us, I guess, for me, I... There was a few riders. I, I love Gilbert. Mm. I love Gilbert and how he nearly won all five monuments. Love that. But I also I love Nibali and how he's won all three Grand Tours as well as, you know, sprint monuments, you know, basically. Well, I was discussing with Bree. Mm. I was in the last race with Valverde and Nibali. I That's pretty cool. I don't think there's many things on the calendar that they haven't won. Like, I think we've covered a lot. Mm. And so, your first race was with Mark Cavendish. That's yeah. pretty cool. Well, and, pretty well done. I mean, Cav's the only one left. Don't happen to know what team he's going to, do you? Uh, I think, so out I think, of the bubble. I think a team in Europe. A team in Europe. Oh, <laughs> come on now. It's no become, it's no become a frustration <laughs> in here because I'm like... I love Kev, but now he's just driving me crazy. Yeah, like, like somebody make tell- exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's yeah. the British national champ. Surely, surely a French team with an automatic invite to the Tour de France will pick him up. Like, I know. Well, it would B- make sense. B and B are running out of budget, so they need to mm. uh, do some work there. Maybe it's because of Kev. <laughs> oh, could be. I like. We like a good conspiracy yeah. theory in here too. Um, let's go back to where the pro journey began, um, because esports remains a big part of both of your lives. In fact, that's how I first met you, Brie. Yep. Um, well, met, I guess, is one way Virtually, to say it. it Virtually. Um, <laughs> telling, talking to you about um, the upcoming World Championships, yeah. um, which was last year. What drew you to Zwift in the first place? Because you were both really early adopters and yeah. became kind of the poster um, 
girl and boy for esports in Australia before most people even knew what it was? Well, it was, it was really odd. Um, it was, to be honest, just because work schedules. Uh, we lived in Canberra. We were both in office jobs at the time. I had to. I had a. Um, I worked at Hayes Recruitment, and it was a early start, so they were really expecting us to be there seven thirty, if not a bit earlier. Seven thirty so, or five thirty? Yeah, and a, that is an early start. It, it it wasn't for me that job. Um, Learned lots from it though. It was really a good character building. Lost but, a lot of hair as well. Yeah, lots lots of stress. Um, not much has changed in my current job with you. Like, <laughs> I think I'm still losing just as much hair. <laughs> um, but yeah. It was just so we could do our training. We really liked it because it was we before when we were doing our numbers, it was all about hitting the power numbers. It was either you did it or you didn't. And that was for training. And it just worked so seamlessly with what we were doing. And like we just set up a really good Zwift room. Like you guys just had a picture up before of um, our house in Harrison and we had just a pure dedicated Zwift room. And it was perfect to just jump on the bike, get the training done and then head off to work. And like Canberra, you had brews, you had everything. Like we had the bushfires, we had the dust, we had just all the normal traffic and problems. So Zwift was the answer for us. the kangaroos, is that what you're flagging as an issue for training in It Canberra? was generally. For, for, for what we were doing at the time of riding, well, eight, eight, like you heard, 8.30 starts, 5.30 finishes, during winter at Daylight Savings, you're riding in the dark. So if you're wanting to go up and down a mount, Black Mountain or Ainsley or something like that, and you're normally hitting about 60k an hour, 5 70Ks. people, 5 people personally who've hit roos on one of those mountains. Yeah. So, Easily. you know, and I I've I've personally know what it's like to fall at 80 kilometers an hour. It's not very it's, pleasant. No, no. <laughs> I'll leave that one for you can just tell me about it. I so, won't do it. <laughs> yeah, jumping using using Zwift as that you know, alternative mm. is, you know, really great. Plus, you know, as you can see we we did right do a lot of training together. Yeah. I I really enjoyed during uh, the bushfires in 2020, mm. because during our time zone, there wasn't many people racing and, you know, we'd, we'd just go, all right, let's, let's, let's hit four races in a row <laughs> and, and Bree's job, A grade, because Bree was doing four watts per kilo average. Bree's job myself. was Bree's... killing myself is what I would say <laughs> I was doing there, honey. You were in, killing you myself. It. I saw a smile or maybe it was a grimace. Um, it was me crying in pain. What's your smile? Bree's job was to try and hold on for as long as possible, yeah. and I'd, I'd deliberately drop myself out of the group to try and pace Bree back on. Yeah, it was it was just so fun. Like it, yeah, just like we were training outdoors, we would race on Yeah, it yeah, it was good fun, and it was nice because we could both do it together, and it was a different type of training as well because it would be racing. So you you've got that cookie to chase. You can chase that. I normally have Jade to chase, but What's his cookie? Like, he can't chase a carrot or anything. So being on Zwift, it was just something really good. And we actually really enjoyed just racing. Like, we did the lamb chop. Oh, yes. Yeah, the lamb, the lamb chop. chop. Just basically go as hard as you can for 40 minutes. It was just a series every Thursday night. It was... Handicap. Handicap race. And it would be which vine would win. 
and we would just Ooh, battle each other. The Vine Cup. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was who would have to do the dishes after dinner. I always still did, but it was <laughs> worthwhile. You would do some washing for me or so something. So high, really high-staked games. Yeah. You know, when I was racing in Europe, we had this thing, the Aussie Cup. Like, mm. it was kind of unspoken about, but it was definitely there. Yeah. You yep. would scour the... Um, results to see if you were the first Aussie across the oh, line. Yes, do they still do that? Do you guys do that at all? Maybe I'm not in that group chat. No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably um, a, group, a group chat you can avoid, to be honest. Maybe, maybe. I, I'm, I, which which will probably change next year. I'm very much, I very much enjoyed the. If it's your day to be on, you're on. But if you're, you know, not involved in the day at all, just chill out you actually get to look at the view Gruppetto is really mm. nice especially if you're you know a, a, an, an okay climber because you actually get to look at the view <laughs> yeah <laughs> not boxed in straight away I know, you nice. see so much of Europe but you don't actually see it I realized when I started commentating how beautiful a lot of these places yeah. were I've seen them but not like that yeah. <laughs> it is really different isn't it yeah so esports kind of remains a thing that you guys are actively chasing um Brie I know for you that You've had some injuries, some illness, mm. but every time you've come back and you are absolute bang for your buck in esports, strategy-wise, it's like you see it in slow motion playing yeah. out. Is that something that you got from day one or have you just really worked on your tactics? Honestly, this is one I'll pass to Jay because, like, we did it together. Like, we watched each other race. We'd push up the powers and we actually just learnt how the game operates. Like, it we applied in real life tactics to Zwift. And I think people just jump on Zwift and go, I'm just going to do the most watts I can possibly do. And it's like, okay, cool, dude, but you're on the front pushing wind. Like you do recognize that taking out energy for you and people are getting a savings. And I think it was just applying the in real life tactics to it. And it's, it's actually really good because I loved racing on Zwift. It's just something I can always go to and it's a training goal for me every year. Like I don't do any other races. I don't like get to do any in real life racing, just obviously focusing on Jay. So being able to just go one event per year, that gives me something to train for and keep the motivation up because it's I like doing it. And yeah, it's just been something we've learned together how to race on Zwift. I think that's because we've watched each other race so detailed and lots of attention. Yeah. Are you going to keep doing it, Jay? Like, will UAE give you the bandwidth to keep chasing that, or is 2023 going to be um, your last crack at it? I think one race a year is fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One one hour one once a year is uh is is achievable. No, I do like, like that rainbow jersey on you, so you could just keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that it doesn't matter what you earn it in. To earn a rainbow jersey is pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the but the, the bit you don't see with that is like the the time that it took to put into to get that result, like. We live at altitude in Andorra, so we had we went down to sea level mm. to, near 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 Girona, so we had to organise an Airbnb. The amount of stuff that you need for an indoor event for two people, <laughs> our polo was completely packed. Chockers. There yeah. was no you couldn't yeah. fit a, a, a mouse in there. We brought um, pedestal fans. We brought the works. Like this was no. Just, you did it properly. Yeah, we we made sure we had a good setup though. <laughs> so, like, 
it's it's not just your normal race either. You can't choose your settings that you want either. So, you know, you you we worked out either you're gonna have to change gear, or so it's front ring, change gear, or change your chain ring. So like we, we mm. did we did we did test runs with different mm. chain rings for Brie. Now we worked Still out dropped that it. <coughs> we worked out that Brie didn't really have an option with her chain ring. She had to change regardless. So yeah. That ended up... That was a few test trials. We, we were going for a top five and we ran, gambled break. for the top five. If we played it safe, easy top ten, but, you know. Well, you got to risk it for that the biscuit. That was DS. I called that change. Yeah. That was my bad. Yeah, you got to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> yeah. You're just, like, banging out these one-liners here. Oh, I like yeah. that. <laughs> That's good. Make a little book. <laughs> but it was just, yeah, no, it was... Did it perfect every other one? Yeah, every every other one. climb? Every Everything else? But that just shows I was really cooking. <laughs> I was dead on the um, bike. So, yeah, that was a bit of a sloppy change by me. To well, be I mean, it's a really similar analytical approach that you have for mm. everything. Like you just kind of break it down and then follow the process. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quite a good way to go into things, I would say. And you know what? You're both really lucky because you get to hear me um, in your ear on Discord for your races next yeah. year. Isn't that yeah. super duper? That, that's actually pretty good. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed last year. I thought it was great fun. Um, I'll just be throwing like, come on, Brie, you got to risk it for the biscuit. Risk it. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um, we could talk to you guys forever because mm. there's so many interesting things going on. Um, I will demand that you come back to the bunker uh, when you're back in Australia next year. But before mm. we go, um, you've got a hashtag between you. Um, hashtag get wrecked, Jay. Could you tell you me <laughs> um, what that means, please? Um, so, yeah, this comes back to our <laughs> trying to win our mixed category uh, in a Rocky Trails uh, seven-hour race. in Mountain biking. Oh, mountain biking. I don't know where it was. Wasn't a Wabo. It was somewhere in northern or central New South Wales, yeah. somewhere. And I, I, I obviously wasn't very good at mountain biking because I kept I mechanic I get mechanicals left, right, and center. So hmm. this race was a broken spoke on the first lap. So I shot off away from Bree, and uh, mechanical broken spoke, and I've gone and got the on-site mechanic to try and swap it out for me. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm there trying to take a video of Brie because... What else are you going to do? What else I'm... am I going to do? But also... <laughs> it's you know, delightful to see me riding a bike, obviously. She's the photographer mostly. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get her in the frame. Uh, and she you know, she calls out, what's wrong? And it's a sl- switchback climb, so we're going... She's going backwards and forwards. At and... a slow pace, by the way. I had plenty of time to talk to Jay. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> plenty about, of time. Of course, over the course of you know, 90 seconds, as she's come backwards and forwards down this trail, and she's like, what's wrong with you? And I've gone, broken spoke. She's come back. Can they fix it? Yes, they can. <laughs> and then she's come back on. Are you going to ride again? I was like, maybe. And she's like, get wrecked, Jay. <laughs> oh, and just like that. <laughs> just like that, it's 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 stuck. So, and now uh, it's stuck. Yeah, yeah. it kind of just means push hard, keep going. Like shit's going to happen. Shit's going to happen. Yeah, That's, yeah, just... shit's going to happen. Mm. I reckon that that belongs on a t-shirt. Yeah, just saying. Get it's... wrecked. Shit's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. Yeah, trademark. (laughs) I reckon just uh, get wrecked, Jay. We'll do do the trick. It's actually been so cool. Like last year at La Volta, someone wrote it on a bed sheet and hung it up and they took photos of it, sent Jay, and you saw it in the the race. I was just like, 
who's written that? Like, How cool I is that? squealed like a little girl here when I saw that photo. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Like, mm. just our little saying, or just, and it, it's just something of us. And it, it's a nice little reminder of where we've started because we don't know what we're doing half the time. And it, it's, we just try and go out there, have fun, and ride our bikes. And that's what we're doing. And that's the goal at the end of the day. It's, yes, this is Jay's job, but he has to love what he's doing. Otherwise, there's no point. And we often have conversations going, if you're not enjoying this 70% of the time, we need to have a conversation. And yeah, like you're just having so much fun. And that's what hashtag get wrecked is really all about. I love it. And, yeah. and by the way, I don't think anybody really knows what they're doing. Don't yeah. trust people who say they oh, do. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's, all right. Before we go my very My dad quickly. might disagree with you. Oh, well, military well, actually, no, background. Not, yeah. right? My dad, okay. my mum. My mum will disagree with you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the defence in them. All right. Um, Bree, yeah. what race is Jay going to win next year? Oh. Don't jinx me. Oh, God, yeah, here. Oh. Commentator's curse. I'm, 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 no, I'm going to touch wood for you. All right. I'm going to say if you race the Giro, a stage at the Giro would be top-notch, I think. Up like, a big mountain too to make it yeah, nice and romantic like, uh, with the story that you've told. I think we can do a really good pre-race brief, look at the important parts, and I think you're going to do another stage win. I'm going to call it stage oh, win. Yes. Gets three flat tyres. I like that. Yeah, All right, um, what about you, Jay? What race are you going to win next year? Lombi, do it. What? Lombardia. Lombi. That's a pretty big one. Might uh, might go a bit closer to home, I'd say Corkscrew. Yes. Oh, yes. that would be. See, that would be a beautiful addition to the story yeah. too. Yeah. That would be. I like it. Special. His family is coming to come watch as oh, well. Even like, better. We're going to make the trip over, so it's going to be good. Excellent. Yeah, yes, well, bus. no pressure. The wheelhouse <laughs> will be there as well. So um, we will stand on the corkscrew with a wheelhouse yes. sign that says hashtag get wrecked, Jay. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That Excellent. No, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, but no pressure. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's just been an absolute pleasure and good luck guys um, for the year ahead and the years after that uh, but we will get you back in the bunker yep that thank sounds you great for us. thank you so much for having us it's been good yes thanks thanks for having us <laughs> pleasure the wheelhouse is produced by river city studios for listener executive produced by luke mears and the mysterious Merxy. it's written and hosted by kate bates and me joel spreadbar 